The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected Hamas's proposed ceasefire terms, saying total victory in Gaza is possible for Israel within months. But how realistic was the Hamas proposal? Well, joining me now to talk about this is Dr. Fawaz Gerges, Professor of International Relations at the London School of Economics and Political Science. Fawaz, good morning and welcome. Good morning to you. Now, when I saw the uh, Hamas proposal, I, I thought they cannot be serious because there were three 45-day phases. In the first, Hamas would release all remaining women and children, as well as older and sick men, in exchange for an unspecified number of Palestinian prisoners held by Israel. Israel would withdraw from populated areas, cease aerial operations, allow far more aid to enter and permit Palestinians to return to their homes, including in the devastated area of northern Gaza. The second phase, uh, to be negotiated during the first, would include the release of all remaining hostages, mostly soldiers, in exchange for all Palestinian detainees over the age of 50, including senior militants, and Israel would release an additional 1,500 prisoners, 500 of whom would be specified by Hamas, and complete its withdrawal from Gaza. And then there's a third phase. We'll, we, we'll park the, the third phase for the moment. It did seem as if this was designed to fail. No, I don't think so. I think you look at it in terms of really the first counter-proposal by Hamas. This is really what diplomacy is all about. This is what uh, negotiations are all about. It's a first uh, Hamas uh, counter-proposal. And the Americans, if you listen to the Americans and Secretary of State Antony Blinken, he said uh, there is a good chance that um, a ceasefire, a... uh, limited ceasefire and exchange of hostages um, could take place, could occur. So the Americans, even after Benjamin Netanyahu rejected uh, the Hamas counter-proposals, the Americans believe there's a lot of work uh, to be done. And uh, as we talk, you and I, uh, a Hamas delegation has arrived in Cairo uh, to talk to the Egyptians and the Qataris. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hamas has made it very clear that they have they dealt with the Israeli, mainly Israeli proposal, in a positive spirit. And what do you expect Hamas leaders to do? They want to, I mean, of course, they, they want maximum to maximize uh, their strategic benefits. But the reality is, here, here is the, the point now. <clears throat> what does Benjamin Netanyahu want? Benjamin Netanyahu has repeatedly said he wants absolute victory over Hamas and other resistance, Palestinian resistance. He wants absolute security for the Israeli public, and he wants absolute control of Palestinian territories in Gaza, the occupied West Bank, and East Jerusalem. And this is really where it's, it's an impossible mission. And the reality is, regardless of what you offer Benjamin Netanyahu, his political future is online. Yeah. If I were Benjamin Netanyahu, I would not accept any offer because any offer with Hamas would mean the collapse of his government and the end of his political yeah. career. Yeah, uh, but if he's stalling, if he's keeping the war going uh, just to save his own skin, I mean, there's a timeline on this. Eventually, he will be toppled. Well, I mean, obviously, look, um, it has been now 129 days. The Americans initially said to Benjamin Netanyahu, you have 100 days to eliminate, destroy Hamas. 
what has happened in the past 128 days? 27,000 plus 776 Palestinians have been killed. 67 and 900 Palestinians have been injured. And 2 million Palestinians have been displaced to Rafah, the southern part of Gaza. You have the Palestinian population, you and I, and everyone is saying the Americans, the United Nations, the Palestinian population is starved, battered, hammered, killed, slaughtered. And then he says we need several months to finish the mission. The Americans, it took the Americans 20 years in Afghanistan and Iraq. It seems to me the the big point really to discuss is not really what Benjamin Netanyahu uh, wants, is what the Americans want, Even even though the Americans... They have, there's a rift that has emerged between the Joe Biden administration and Benjamin Netanyahu. The Americans have not really told them, well, look, this is it. It's about time to wrap up the operation and finish the, the slaughter in Gaza. Now, you, you make the point that Netanyahu has uh, turned against Biden, that Blinken did not appear with Netanyahu at the press, press conference um, you know, they'll obviously say he had to move on. He's a diplomat uh, doing shuttle diplomacy. But you think that's significant? Oh, very, very significant. In fact, this is the first time that Secretary Antony Blinken did not appear with his counterpart in a press conference in Israel. In fact, uh, Blinken appeared later on. And as I've just said a minute ago, he said the Americans continue to push for a limited ceasefire. Um, and a few days ago, uh, a leaked statement from Joe Biden. He used a four-letter words against Benjamin Netanyahu. By the way, for your own Irish listeners, this is not the first time that uh, Joe Biden um, used four-letter words against Netanyahu. Even during the Obama administration, Obama also used four-letter words against Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm-hmm. They, man them, they know the man. They all know Benj- who is ben- Benjamin Netanyahu. But the reality is, here is, I mean, the big point, the punchline. Even though the Americans, even though Joe Biden knows Benjamin Netanyahu and realizes that his knack is involved, Joe Biden, I don't think Joe Biden is in a position to basically turn against Benjamin Netanyahu or basically stop the military, basically the, the air and, and, and uh, sea uh, bridge of arms to Israel, because this is a year of presidential elections in the United States. And uh, he knows the cost, the political cost for Joe Biden if he does change track in the midst of this war. So what hope if, if the Hamas delegation is uh, talking to the Qataris and to the Egyptians in the hope of maybe refining their proposals to make something that uh, might seem more realistic? Uh, if Netanyahu is going to say no, what, what is the point of the whole process? Will it collapse? Or do the Americans have any powers of persuasion, um, if not on Netanyahu himself, on other members of his cabinet, not the couple, of course, who want to resettle Gaza entirely with Israelis, which is uh, a terrifying prospect, uh, if that uh, view was to hold sway. But what weapons do the Americans have? Well, look, I mean, even though a rift has emerged between Joe Biden and Benjamin Netanyahu, he is basically pressing the US Congress to release $17 $17 billion of aid to Israel, even as we talk, you and I. So if I were Benjamin Netanyahu and his extremist coalition of religious extremists, 
Well, I would take their money and their arms and their vetoes in the Security Council and their intelligence and say, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And that's exactly what Benjamin Netanyahu has done throughout his political career. Don't expect any transformation of Benjamin Netanyahu. He takes American money. He takes American arms. He takes American diplomatic support. And he tells Joe Biden, I will do what is, you know, required or what I think is best for Israel. Sorry, what's best for Benjamin Netanyahu. Here is the sticking point. Here's the sticking point between Hamas. And let's go back to really what's happening now between Hamas and the Benjamin Netanyahu government. Hamas cannot afford to accept any kind of exchange, you know, um, uh, hostages, Israeli hostages for Palestinian uh, prisoners and hostages without a permanent ceasefire. Because Hamas realizes that any offer, any exchange without a permanent ceasefire, it means the end of Hamas, ultimately. Because Israel, Netanyahu, has been publicly, repeatedly publicly saying, I will never stop the war. So what Hamas wants to say to the world, the Israelis, the Americans, look, we are willing to do business, but we need a permanent ceasefire. The Americans so far do not accept a permanent ceasefire because remember, the underlying strategic goal of Israel and the Americans and the British, where I am, is the ultimate destruction of Hamas. And this is impossible to achieve. Even if they, even if they say for several years, Hamas cannot be I mean, destroyed, utterly destroyed. It's an impossible to destroy a social resistance movement, as history tells us. Um, our own Tishuk this morning, uh, who has been very outspoken in criticizing Israel in terms of the proportionality of its response to October 7th, said this morning that he cannot envisage a situation where Hamas would remain in control of Gaza, uh, basically on foot of, I suppose, October 7th initially, uh, but that this would not lead to any uh, permanent stability if Hamas remained in control. Well, I mean, Hamas, again, if this is the goal of Israel and the European and Western nations, I think you're going to have a war for a decade in Gaza. Hamas is not just an army conventional army. Hamas is a deeply entrenched social resistance movement. It has a huge social base of support, not only in Gaza, but also in the West Bank and outside occupied Palestine. So the reality is, as we talk, you and I, the surveys that we have coming out from the West Bank, occupied West Bank, Hamas is more, more popular now, according to Palestinian surveys, than the Palestinian National Authority. The Palestinian National Authority is in a coma as a result of the humiliation of the Palestinian Authority by Israel and also the corruption that has taken place uh, within the Palestinian Authority. Dr. Fawaz Gerges, a Professor of International Relations at the London School of Economics and Political Science, thank you very much for joining us on the programme. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.